0: Good evening.
1: evening.
0: Nice and warm in here, isn't it? Uh, It's comfy. We're gonna sing "Jesus Rose" Sharon, then have an opening prayer. Jesus rose.
1: Let's go to our heavenly Father. Most Holy Father, we come here, Father, in a humble manner, understanding, Father, that we need you, understanding that you loved us, understanding how helpless we are without you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father, for for giving us the opportunity to come back to you father we pray for this body and North provide father we pray that we continue to look to your son Jesus for the answer look to your son Jesus for the example look to your son Jesus father for the cures of the world, and for heaven. Father, we pray that we continue to turn this world upside down, and we don't get bogged down with this world answers or opportunity, because, Father, they lead to a dead end without Jesus there is no hope grace and mercy is what he gives us and that's just what we need father sometimes father we we think that others have the right solution for how we should conduct ourselves. There's nobody else but Jesus. Jesus Christ, that's who we need to focus on. Father, we pray this prayer in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, amen.
0: To prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper, we'll sing first, Lord Jesus.
2: Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to surround this this table, to thank you for the great love you have for us. Father, you know us better than anyone. You know us better than we even know ourselves. And you love us more than anyone else. Father, we thank you that you love us so much that you sent your only son to die a cruel and terrible death on the cross. That our sins could be forgiven. Father, please be with us as we take of this bread, which represents His body given for us. Help us to do so in a manner pleasing to you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Shall we continue in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus' willingness to shed his blood, that life-giving blood, the blood that washes away our sins. Father, we pray that as we take this emblem, that we consider what you've done for us, that we take it in a manner pleasing to you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Please join me again in prayer. Heavenly Father, we know that we have many blessings through the gift of your Son. But we know that you also bless us in our daily lives. You bless us with the homes we have, the health we have, the families, the friends, the jobs we have, and and all the other blessings that we enjoy on a daily basis. Father, we pray that you'd be with us as we prepare to give back a portion of those. May they be used wisely for the building up of your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' holy name.
3: Amen.
0: For Mike brings us our lesson, we'll sing how, how great thou art. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider
4: evening. A lot of people have come in since I last looked. I found this and I liked it. So you get to go through it. There wasn't a way I could work it in the sermon. So I'm just going to be kind and, and honest to you and say, it doesn't fit, but I really liked it. So y'all get to see my little bit of wit and humor. A man and a woman have been married for 65 years. And so came the inevitable question, how have you stayed married so long? There's an agreement, the husband said, that we made when we first got married. If something was bothering the wife, she could call me into the kitchen and just get it off her chest he says, well, that's interesting. What, what did you decide? He says, I decided that if I was upset with my wife, I would take a long walk. So I guess my happy marriage is because I've learned to live outdoors. I got some Snickers. That's good. That's my man, who's been married 65 years. Her Dr. Walters was a Christian psychologist who believed in the Bible. And she set off with the idea of, I wonder what the, the most given theme is in the written Bible which pops up more throughout the New Testament, and how many times did it pop up? Her findings were amazing. She wrote a volume that said the thing that came up the most often was some form of unity. Love one another, be good to one another, lift up one another. All those one another verses But she wasn't finished just with the first volume. So she continued the study and wrote a second volume. Just listing the verses that told them that you need each other, how to be with each other. And when she finished it, she looked at her professor and said, this isn't done yet. I still got to look at some other verses. She ended up with three volumes of verses that tell us to be united. Three volumes of just listing verses. Now that was kind of amazing to me and yet when you put it into context, it's not amazing. In John 17, Jesus is going to the cross. He's already had the the meal where he washed the disciples' feet and they ate together. And he told them how to love one another and care about one another. Then in chapter 14, he says, I've got to go away. And it's Peter who hits the floor running saying, why do you have to go away? He says, I have to go away and you can't come And then Peter takes on what Michelle used to say whenever I would be in the car and she was little. Well, why can't we come too? And Jesus explains he's got to go back to the Father. But they're going to send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to be there to help the Christians live the Christian life and be close. And in chapter 17, Jesus is in the garden. He's going to pray three prayers. Judas has already left. He's going to get the soldiers. Jesus knows what's ahead of him. That the soldiers are going to come. They're gonna arrest him, and he's gonna die. Knowing that, what he says in one of his final prayers while he's on earth is vital. It's gotta be the most important things that anybody had to say. It's got to be the God principle. After he said this, he looked towards the heavens and prayed, Father, that the time has come, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. You've granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to those that you've given him. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. If you want to prove first that Jesus has always existed, underline that, before the world began. He's always been with the Father. And yet he came and gets a group up, and now he's going back to the Father. For I gave them the words that you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you. And they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those that you've given me. For they are yours. All I have is yours. And all you have is mine. and glory has come to me through them i will remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world and i'm coming to you holy father protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. Now don't miss that. I came, we're going back, we're one, we had all things in the beginning, and now I'm coming back with you and we can have them share them all over again. And I want my people to show that kind of oneness. That when people see them, they think, wow, look at that. While I was with them, I protected them. I kept them safe by that name you gave me. None of them has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so the scripture would be fulfilled. So what is he saying? He's saying, listen, this is their strength. It was my strength when I was down here on earth. I went back. Unity is the Christian strength. That they learn to share like we shared. That they learn to be what we are. That they, as they live their lives and do their things, that this oneness is expressed. That's important. You see, we need each other. When you're hurt, we need each other to comfort one another. When we're weak, we need somebody to come alongside and just put their arm around us and give them strength and let them know that they care. When we don't understand, we need to go to somebody who can tell us what the word is help us understand that we can live the life, that doesn't come any other way than by being united the way God and Christ were united. So the first thing about unity in this prayer is that unity is the way to be like God. You've got to be one, just as Jesus and God were one. Verse 15, my prayer is that you don't take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world this is by John Fisher not our John Fisher it's one of those poems that I like a lot so you get it a lot in it not of it the statement was made as Christian one faced the world much afraid in it not of it the call was made clear but Christian one had something stuck in his ear in it not of it was the thing that he heard not in it or of it. It was painfully absurd. He welcomed the pious of a, he welcomed the safety of a pious retreat and went to the potluck for something to eat. Now, Christian, too, he knew what to do. Show all those old fuddy-duddies a thing or two. How will the world ever give Christ a try if you don't get in there and identify so in it and of it he said in his car as he pulled and stopped at his favorite bar tell them the truth as soon as you're able to get yourself from under this table and along comes three christian three jogging for jesus in witnesses sweats made of matching pieces His earphones were playing the latest hot Christian tune about how Jesus was coming back soon. Not in it, but of it, he turns down the hill. He stops for a bite at the agape grill. Like the gold of chain of his God loves you bracelet, he can have the world without having to face it where way up in heaven, they lament these conditions. They They come from changing a few propositions, not in it or of it, Christian one thought, but who in the world will know that he's not? In it and of it, thought Christian two, but who in the world would know what he knew? Not in it, but of it, thought Christian three, but who in the world focuses on Christian TV? And Jesus turns to Great Gabriel shaking his head. In it not of it. Wasn't that what I said? How do you influence the world? How do you make a difference jesus tells us my prayer is not for them alone i pray for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one father just as you are in me and i am in you that they may be in us so the world may believe that you have sent me i have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one i and them you and me may they be brought to complete unity and let the work to let the world know you sent me You've loved them even as you've loved me. There are a lot of volumes out there telling you this is the way the church grows and they've got gadgets and they've got things and they've got a lot of of different kinds of services. But what Jesus says in John 17 is you want to know what's really going to impress the world? And make a difference? If our calling card is unity. The Jewish nation was having a hard time in the first century with Christianity. So one of the things they would do is they would send somebody in who would then pretend that he is a Christian and that he's been baptized, he's been forgiven, everything was okay, and he would write a report back and tell those in charge what he found out. It said when he came back, they said, uh, Are they still growing? He says, Yes, they're still growing. He said, after all the persecution, they're still becoming more and more? He said, yeah, they're still becoming more and more. He said, why? The man looked up and said, behold, how they love one another. Our calling card is the way we love one another. It's the one thing the world does not see any other place. That's why you don't reach many people with superior knowledge. You can have all the kind of degrees you want and have all that superior knowledge and sit down with them and show them all this stuff, and they come back and say, well, I don't know if I think so or not. You can bring in the debaters who are really good at arguing, and and you sit down, you argue back and forth and back and forth. You can do that all night. And they can sit down and say, I think I'm right, and you think you're right, and that's just the way it is. But when we have love for one another, it's undeniable. Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know you you have sent me I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them I want the love that you've had for me to be in them I want them to to act out of the love that, that I acted out of. How do you do that? Well, find a way if you have to. Maybe you need to do what the guy needed to do in the first. Whenever you're irritated with each other, take a long walk outside. Or maybe you need to deal with a critic. Best way I've found to deal with it is is tell them to find a friend to vent it to the person and make sure the person doesn't want to repeat it. And then get it off your chest and let it go. And then if that doesn't work and there's something between you and another, take the stops to forgive it and move on with your life. We just came off a whole series of that. But understand how much Jesus thought of this. He's facing death, and he knows it. Judas is gone, got the soldiers, they're on their way back. And he's praying for us. He's praying that His people would love one another. It's that important. It doesn't just naturally happen. You gotta work at it. But if you can work at it and live your life in love You'll begin to understand why he's facing a cross and praying for other people. For some of you, maybe you've never repented of your sins and been baptized for the remission of sins and received the gift of the Holy Ghost that he promised in chapters 16 and 15 and 16. Or maybe you once done that and You're no longer living for him who died for you. You can't say that you love other people. If that's the case, then let us help you. If there's a way that we can help you love one another, won't you come? Why together we stand and why we sing.
0: didn't pick a bulletin up. There's a lot of information there. I'm going to point out just a couple of things. Um, Gene EGGY, I think they're recovering some from having the flu, but Gene has shingles, so keep him in your prayers. Uh, Rita Smith, uh, we've been tracking for weeks as far as the struggle she's had. She's had one knee re- uh, replaced. Uh, they can't get it to bond with either the tibia or the fibia. And because of that, uh, they're gonna probably try another surgery and better than 50% chance. But if not, they're talking about amputating your leg from the knee down. So keep reading your prayers. Um, just a reminder, if you wanna go on the senior adult trip and lunch on this Thursday, it will be warmer. Um, sign up, it's in the foyer. Um, I know everybody here comes on Sunday nights typically, but on the 13th of February, right after the morning services, we are having a soup and salad and dessert uh, fellowship uh, back here right after services. So if, if uh, that does can fit that in schedule and you feel comfortable, uh, we'd like to see you there. Most of you have probably gotten a letter in the mail. Uh, we talked about Mike. Mike will be leaving the, the pulpit uh, come the end of March and we'll be seeking out a new pulpit, full-time pulpit minister. So we just wanna make sure people were aware of what we're doing. Uh, we're gonna be moving ahead on that fairly you know, fairly rapidly. Um, some of us, quite a few of us, probably been through this a couple of times here at this particular building. Um, and uh, you'll see some faces up here that uh, that you hadn't seen that are coming in to try out, but also some of us that uh, will get up here and preach because we know it's gonna be past that particular March date probably uh, that we go on. So. We're looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll move move quickly to finding someone who can fill the void that's being left by Mike. Uh, we'll have last songs if it's uh, convenient to you. Would you please stand? Blessed
5: be your
3: Well, in tonight's lesson, they talked about Christians uniting unity. I think it is very powerful. In October, I was laying in ICU, immobilized, and people in this congregation, Christians, sent me cards and gave me hope and gave me prayer, and I prayed for myself to get better. And look at me, I'm standing in front of you today. And that's where I was back then. And um, that is the power of unity with Christians. And um, I know that um, Jesus works with me for healing for many things. In um, the beginning of January, I was totally exposed to the COVID. I um, quarantined for two weeks at home. I didn't get the COVID. I had the three shots. I prayed to be healthy. That's how my God works for me. That's how his unity is for us when we pray and work together and it works out very good. And I know that um, he saved my life from that COVID. That is the second time in three months my God has saved my life. Do I believe the song we sung tonight? How great thou art? Yes, I do, totally. And um, I think it's a good way to be and feel and um, to know how powerful that unity is with all of us at this congregation. And another thing, um, tonight I drove a vehicle to church. That's the first time. This weekend I've driven a vehicle since October 15th. That's how powerful my God is. And um, in Jesus' name, amen.